Rock and Roll Radio Theater is on the air. From our secret bunker deep beneath the bustling streets of Hollywood, where everybody comes and anything goes, we bring you the finest in Mad Gap Zany and original comedy. Brought to you by Sure Incorporated, purveyors of fine recording and performance audio equipment since 1925. Also made possible by Fred 62, Hall Contracting of Laguna Hills, and private donations from good people like you. Thank you. Take a seat, any seat, because every seat is first class. There's music and mirth all over the map. There's mania in Pennsylvania, a lucky day in Iowa, rolling in Wyoming. They'll flip on the Las Vegas Strip, but we gotta warn you, it's all coming from California. It's the most, it's a must, it's Rock and Roll Radio Theater. Okay, Mrs. Gardner. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mom. That's that's a lot. Okay. Well, uh, gotta go. Car is waving. Uh, okay. So we'll uh, we'll see you. Okay. 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 Bye. Your mom is such a kook. I swear. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, she says goodbye. Right then, she brings up this ten-minute conversation about nothing. Then she says goodbye again, and then oh hey, I forgot to tell you about Mrs. Franklin next door. And the blah 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 blah. Next thing you know, a half hour has passed. Oh, my mom is a kook. Come on, your mom talks to herself. I'm serious. <laughs> you could be in another room, and she'll go striking up a conversation with you. I'm always going what from other rooms in the house. Do I need that when I'm PMSing? Duh. No, no, no. What? What, what? What was that? What was what? That little thing when I told you I was PMSing. Oh my God. Could you be more of a child? You really can't deal with that word. It's just queasy stuff to think about. We've been going out for almost a year now. You should be able to handle my period by now. Oh, really? So, like, you're going to freak out if I tell you I need tampons. Grow up! Just don't say it, okay? Can you just put another word in there? How about a more medical or biological term like menstruation? Oh, how about ejaculation? You know, if you're going to the drugstore, I could use some floss. I got this thing in the back of my molar. See? Now there's a double standard for you right there. What? Ejaculation is okay, but God forbid I should say menstruation. Okay, really, you cannot. Okay, what about if I said? I just really want. Honey, I need you to go to the supermarket and get some yee 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 for my because I'm having my. You know, women get their this time of the month, and I don't want to shoot juice all over the car because my boyfriend won't go to the drugstore for some. Why didn't you say so? Up from a lack of sleep, starving, bargaining, the sparks is charging, and my mind is turning tricks on me. Just like the ladies leaning in Mercedes. Who's there? It's me, Ronnie, from next door, Mrs. Baldecki. Oh, Ronnie. 
Hello, Ronnie. Oh, you're so tall now. Why, I remember when you were just the size of a peanut. I thought you were just yeah, the cutest. Yeah, thanks. Well, Ma asked me to return this umbrella she borrowed. So, I guess I'll just leave this here and... Oh, thank you, Ronnie. Yes, this old umbrella brings back so many memories. Yeah. My husband Harvey gave it to me. I've told you of Harvey, haven't I, Ronnie? Yes, Mrs. Baldecki. He bought it for me when it rained so fierce I could barely stand. The wind went whoosh and the lightning went crash. Ooh, I nearly wet myself. I got so scared. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I'm kind of scared too. <laughs> I should probably get going then. See you later, no, Mrs. Baldecki. nonsense. Big boys like you don't get scared and neither did my Harvey. He served in the military, you know. Union or Confederate? Hmm? Um, Vietnam or... Oh, good heavens, no, World War II. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I sang with the USO then. It was very exciting traveling and, oh, I actually met Bob Allen. Well, I didn't actually meet him personally, but a number of us girls were on a battleship the same time he was. He was so funny. And we wore little skirts that showed off almost all of our leg. For the soldiers, of course. Well, have a mint? No, thanks, Mrs. Baldecki. <laughs> Nonsense, dear. Have a mint. Actually, this is the part where usually I go. Dinner and everything, you know. I always have mints out for visitors because I am a lady. My mother always said to be a lady. She grew up in the South, you know, Champaign, Illinois. Yeah. Well, she wouldn't have been too proud of me when I was in the USO and I ended up in the arms of an Italian bodybuilder. I was 25 years old then. He used to kiss my breasts oh so tenderly. Um, I'm listening. <laughs> Giuseppe was his name. He was always very sweaty from work when he would meet me at the Falcon Club after hours. He would slowly unbutton my uniform. I never wore much underneath it because of the Italian summer heat, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. My body used to glisten so in the dim lighting of that club. Yeah? Quite often, Giuseppe and I would just hose ourselves down in the buff. Oh, wow. Thanks for bringing me my umbrella. Wait, wait, I don't really eat dinner every day. It's sort of an optional thing. You were telling me about Italy? Well, Italy was full of wonderful architecture. Yeah? There was one building that stood out because it had a plaque on it that said, Baldecchi, that's my name. This made me and the other girls very curious, so we went inside. Now, mind you, I wasn't sure if this place was a residence or a library or an official city building or what. We just went in. Girls just didn't do that kind of thing back then. Yeah. This place had a wonderful door. Mm, doors. Yeah, those, those are exciting as hell. Such craftsmanship no longer seen in Europe. This was age-tested decoration. The brass and oak made it seem much like the great mansions of Victorian New York City. Great. And then, when we opened up the door, we were greeted by a large group of horny Spanish sailors on leave. Mm -hmm. Really? 
They were in the mood for something that would change our lives forever. Did you know Dios is Spanish for God? Any old who, as these rampant savages had their way with us ladies, we succumbed to the most heaven-sent pleasures Europe had to offer. Yeah? Oh, yes. We had an eight-hour pleasure fest that turned us girls into women. How did... Was there... Go on. Oh, well, the lust and sin was thick in the room as we satiated our most primal sexual desires. Oh, man. Oh, well, those were the days, weren't they? But don't you want to talk more? I'm tired of talking. Well... Well, guess I'll go then. Leave you all alone. No one to talk to. Even if you're done talking, like you said, you're done talking. I'd love to hear more about your adventures as a, um, from when you were younger. <laughs> Wanna see my photo album? <laughs> Mind if I smoke? Writer's Block Hotline. Hello? You've reached Writer's Block Hotline. Go ahead. Oh, hi. I'm doing a war screenplay. One second. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, man, I've just been wandering around my office with nothing. You have a hard-headed sergeant? Of course. Yeah, it's not that. It's the final battle scene. I got the sarge stuck under a fallen concrete block. Now, does the young private help him? Does he die? I just can't communicate my idea, you know? I just... I, I, I just, oh, I just... okay. Calm down. You'll be fine. Uh, you want to avoid the platoon ending, but you want to also watch the two heroic ending. Saving Private Ryan did away with all that John Wayne heroism. So what I would do is have the sarge save himself and enroll himself into a program that helps other wounded soldiers back in the States. That way, the war has changed his life, but he's injured. You're left with a semi-somber but uplifting tone. You remain anti-war, but not everyone in your story is miserable, because nobody wants to read about people being miserable. Wow, thanks! Hey, it's all clearing up for me. Well, thanks for calling Writer's Block Hotline. Stacy. Yeah? Oh, hi, Mr. Griffiths. <laughs> Stacy, I overheard this last phone call you took. Where do you work? Writer's Block Hotline. Writer's Block Hotline, right. In what town? Hollywood, Mr. Griffiths. Exactly right, Hollywood. <laughs> then what we need you to do is dish out Hollywood ideas, okay? You keep spouting all that thematic mumbo-jumbo, and people like that last caller are going to go out and make independent films, capiche? Okay, Mr. Griffiths. <laughs> Good. No more slip-ups, sir. We'll have to let you go. Writer's Block Hotline. Hey, my apartment's never been this clean, man. We got a situation here! Get back to your computer, sir. You don't understand. I go there, and not a damn thing happens. I get up, and I vacuumed a rug. I did my laundry and the dishes. I even alphabetized my books. Sir, what you are doing is called stalling. This is very common, but you can beat it. What you need to do, you need to just I, get... I can't! Uh, listen to me. You need to just go to your computer and type something. Beginning that action is the first step to accomplishing what you want to do. Oh, my God. My dresser. 
So dusty. No, no, stay, stay with me, stay with me. Look, once you see some words on that screen spelling out anything, it will spur the creative juices, and soon the randomness you first came up with will transform into the masterpiece you want. Gotta be some pledge around here someplace. Sir, no! Hello? Oh, look at that. My vanity table is even dustier than my dresser. Could take all night. <gasps> no! Hello? Hello? Damn it! I've lost him. I've lost him. Hello? I'm back. I've dusted. Oh, thank God. Hey, has anyone ever made a movie about a cop, but his partner's a monkey? Oh, hell, go and write it. Everybody tells me that I gotta go to sleep right now. But I'm not tired. No, I'm not tired. Welcome to Rick's Pharmacy. May I help you? Hi there. <laughs> Hi. I'd like to purchase... Um... Yes. Uh, for my girlfriend, Kara, she's, uh, Letty. <laughs> Excuse me? It's Kara, my girlfriend. Uh, she's having her, um, <laughs> Ah, it's one of those childish male things. You having trouble saying stuff, huh? Cat got your tongue. Did the big man have to come in here all by his little lonesome? <sighs> Let's see, I think I know what you need. Is it uh, KY jelly? No. How about vaginitis medicine? <laughs> no, not that. Does she need a cream to help cure yeast infection? Nope. How about a douche? Does she need a douche? Oh, God, no. Is she having PMS? What the hell? Cramps, menstrual cramps kicking in? You're killing me. Is it a headache? Me. You know, oddly enough, she shows no signs of Has a headache. Has she recently had a pap smear? Oh, Christ. Urinary tract infection? Nope. Is she experiencing a lack of estrogen? No. Does she need a diaphragm <laughs> sponge? You know, you know what she needs. She needs a tampon, okay? A Kotex, a Modes, a Texaco, a doodad, some sort of crotch stuffer, because it's that time of the month, baby. So one goddamn tampon, please. Why didn't you say so? Hello. What brings you here today? How can I help you? Well, we've been engaged for a while now, and we'd like to have a wedding movie. A wedding movie. Well, you've come to the right place. Your names? Patrick and Carrie. Oh, those are lovely names. They're just a couple of things to get in order. Have you chosen the giant mansion's immaculately landscaped backyard you'd like to fill with white folding chairs for the outdoor wedding? Uh, no, we were thinking of a small church wedding. Okay, but how will her father, who's paying for the wedding, freak out about the price of everything if we don't set it in a gigantic locale? Oh, okay, well, maybe he can freak out about the catering bill? Uh, since you mentioned it, here's a book of precariously tall cakes, any of which would look great sitting on the far end of a table opposite a ladder. Ooh, coconut. As a full-service wedding movie planner, I offer a variety of services, including travel. Have you decided what type of bachelor party you'd like to have 48 hours before the wedding? I was just going to rewatch the 2022 Super Bowl with some friends from New York. Mm, well, here's a list of bachelor party destinations which would be perfect for you and three friends of questionable influence. 
And here are some rates for hookers in Vegas and Bangkok. I don't know if I want Patrick with a hooker. That's fine. We also have access to a number of old girlfriends that we can arrange a chance meeting in town with 48 hours before the wedding. Isn't that cutting it a little close? Uh, Should that be happening at all? Okay, you can have the affair up to two weeks before the wedding. (laughs) That's better. Uh, Should that be happening at all? Okay, no affair, no tight time frame. Just as long as you're late to the wedding. Patrick, can you be late to the wedding? I can try. Carrie, I think the most important thing right now is getting your parents into town early so they can put their hatred of Patrick on display. Oh, my parents don't hate Patrick. But certainly they come from different sides of the tracks. I mean, don't they resent Patrick's working class roots? Don't they think their princess should be with someone more worthy? My father works for a tax and accounting firm and my mother is a nurse. And my father is a doctor, and my mom is an accountant. Uh, I'm sorry, are you sure you want to make a wedding movie? Mrs. Romcom, I have a nerd with one chance to get the girl of his dreams, and a jock with father issues on the eve of the big game in the lobby. Yes, thank you, Jake. Just doing my job. Sorry, I'm planning a last night of high school romp at 4.30, and because of your complete lack of cooperation, I'm afraid I cannot take you on as my client. But how will we explain that to my uncle from Sicily with all the weird ethnic traditions? Or my alcoholic best man who knows all my secrets and is writing his wedding speech right now. Ah, all right. Maybe we can hammer this out after all. So, who will be trying to stop the wedding? I will. Patrick, you can't do this. Think of all those fun times we had in the first act before everything changed on page 30. Please come back. You have an old flame! And she's not the only one. Isn't that right, Patrick? Patrick! This isn't how I wanted you to find out. How did you want me to find out? Oh, I think we have ourselves a wedding movie! Today's theme song for Shorts But Sweet was provided by the band All Day Sucker. Here's their newest release, I'm Not Tired. I wake up from a lack of sleep, starving, bargaining, the sparks discharging, and my mind is turning tricks on me. Just like the ladies leaning in Mercedes, and everybody tells me that I better get to bed right now.
Shortsman Sweet Stars, Paul Preston, Susan Huckle, Amy Englehart, Ramon Hamilton, and Michelle Massey, with cameos by Alison Sereboff and your very silly announcer, Ricardo Ricardo, the talk of the town, all members of SAG-AFTRA. The plays were written by Paul Preston and Karen Volpe. The Wedding Movie Planner was written by Bart Kias, Stephen Lewis, Paul Preston, Karen Volpe, and Adam Witt. Brought to you by Shure Incorporated, purveyors of fine recording and performance audio equipment since 1925. Also made possible by Fred62, Paul Contracting of Laguna Hills, and private donations from good people like you. Thank you. Rock and Roll Radio Theater is a subsidiary of Obador Playhouse, a 501c3 nonprofit fiscally sponsored by Fractured Atlas. This is Ricardo Ricardo, the talk of the town, reminding you that a smile is a facelift that's in everyone's price range. So long.